What's going on everybody and welcome to a new video on the channel. Today I'm going to be giving you guys my extended thoughts on Alibaba stock, which has been getting hit quite hard recently to a point where some may call the stock a deal. In today's video we're going to be talking about Alibaba's different business segments. We're also going to run some numbers, do the valuation, compare that to Amazon. And finally at the end of the video we're going to be talking about the risks with regards to Alibaba in the United States and also in China. With all that being said, I really hope that I can bring a new and different perspective to Alibaba. I know it's a very popular stock on YouTube, but hopefully you will be able to get something new and different out of this video. So with all that being said, thank you so much for clicking onto the video. I appreciate all of your support. So let's hop right into it. And of course, let's finagle this bagel. Okay, so what are Alibaba's different business segments and how are they growing? How are they contributing to this company? And also, what can we expect? So the first business segment on the list is the digital media and entertainment segment, which represents approximately 4% of Alibaba's revenue. Seeing as this only represents a small portion of the company, I don't want to dwell on this too much longer. All that you need to know is that this segment has to do with Alibaba Pictures, Alibaba Music, and they also have a video platform in this segment. Then moving on, we have the cloud computing segment, which is possibly, and in my opinion, the most important business segment of Alibaba. This segment at the moment only represents 8% of the company's revenue. However, it's the fastest growing segment within the company. As you all know, cloud computing seems to be somewhat of a buzzword these days, and it essentially has to do with stuff like data storing, analytics, machine learning, security management, that kind of thing. But in any case, despite the cloud computing segment only representing 8% of the revenue, Alibaba's cloud is in fact the fourth largest in the world, behind AWS, Azure, and Google. Now, as I said previously, this is Alibaba's fastest growing segment, with China's cloud market growing over 55% year-over-year by quarter 1 2021 to over $6 billion uh, in USD, of course. If we take a look at AWS, which is Amazon's cloud segment, Alibaba's segment went from $3 billion in 2013 to over $45 billion in 2020, and this figure grew to over $52 billion in just the last 12 months. So as you can see, we are somewhat experiencing an exponential type of growth. So things are going really well, but one thing that the company will need to be wary about is Huawei, which has been growing at an actual much faster rate than Alibaba's cloud segment and is snatching up market share. Of course, the space will be able to accommodate multiple different companies at the same time, but it is something to keep in mind. Despite everything, the growth is really nice to see, and I could definitely see the cloud computing segment becoming much larger than just 8% of the company's revenue. And finally, the last of the business segments that we're gonna talk about today is the core commerce segment, which represents 87% of their revenue. And this segment is essentially what we can call the Amazon of China. It's essentially a marketplace which connects buyers and sellers, mostly B2C, but it also includes some B2B as well, meaning business to business and business to consumer. So that's pretty much all I wanted to talk about with regards to segments. Now, if we compare Alibaba to Amazon, a few interesting things come to mind. First of all, Alibaba is one-fourth of the size of Amazon in terms of revenue. It's also one-fourth of Amazon in terms of market cap meaning that with regards to this aspect, Amazon's revenue and Alibaba's size in terms of revenue and in market cap is pretty much directly proportional to what it is with Amazon. So in this case, we don't have any divergence. This makes 
perfect sense. There's no reason to say that one company or the other is more or less undervalued compared to the other. However, here is where things are a bit different. Alibaba is a lot more profitable than Amazon actually at a 15% margin for Alibaba versus the 7% margin for Amazon. At the end of the day, you know, when we are investing in companies, what really counts is the bottom line. All it also counts is the growth, of course. But what you want to see throughout a company's management is that they can execute, they can bring in revenue, but also with regards to managing expenses, at the end of the day, you want to see them have a positive bottom line. And in this case, Alibaba is a lot more profitable than Amazon. Moving on, another very strong differentiating factor between Alibaba and Amazon is in terms of growth. Alibaba is growing much faster than Amazon at 49% versus 38% for Amazon. Now, of course, the difference isn't too crazy, but if you take into account compound interest, how these things work, by these accounts, Alibaba is actually a lot more cheap than Amazon. So to sum it up with regards to size in terms of revenue versus market cap, Alibaba and Amazon is the same thing. But where Alibaba distinguishes itself in terms of valuation is that Alibaba is a lot more profitable than Amazon and is also growing a lot much faster. All right, now let's take a second to talk about some risks with regards to Alibaba. As you all know, there's the China FUD. There's a lot of fear with regards to China, but there's also a lot of fear with regards to the United States. Now, let me expand on that. First of all, we have sentiment with regards to American investors. Despite how well a company can perform and how well things are going, if the sentiment is not there, a company's stock price can stay suppressed for many, many years. So that is something to take into consideration. Then, of course, on the United States side, we also have the risk of delisting from exchanges. That means that Americans would not be able to buy Alibaba stock and that the only way to access Alibaba shares would be through the Hong Kong exchange. And the final indirect risk is with regards to ADRs. So for those who don't know, what's an ADR? It's an American Depository Receipt. Now, as you all know, Alibaba stock is trading on the New York Stock Exchange. Now, this has only been made possible through the ADR. The downside with ADR is that it's in fact an indirect investment within the company. You don't actually own any voting rights within the company. Therefore, you don't in fact have a direct ownership in Alibaba. What does this mean? What you own is a promise. You don't actually own shares of the company. You own something that indirectly represents the company. Say Alibaba was to go bankrupt, which is very unlikely to happen, but if it did happen, seeing as you own an ADR, you have no legal recourse. So personally, for me, with regards to ADRs, I'm not too concerned of Alibaba going bankrupt anytime soon. I understand the risks with regards to ADRs that it's kind of like a flip side image of the company, which is actually located within the Cayman Islands for tax reasons. I understand what all of that means, but I think that at the moment there's way too much money at stake for any of this to be potentially fake or fraudulent with regards to Alibaba. Now, if this was a smaller company, I would not be as ready to essentially trust these ADRs. Okay, now let's talk about China because this is where the majority of the FUD lies. So before talking about fines, regulation, the government, I just want to say a quick word about people who are trying to avoid Chinese stocks at all costs. The ideological thing behind being against China. Now, let's be real. How do you, in fact, really avoid investing or being exposed to China? How do you? I mean, take a look at American companies. The high majority of them either work with Chinese companies, sell to the Chinese market, 
are owned by Chinese dollars or partly owned and use China to manufacture products. So how do you avoid being exposed to China? Like just think about every single company that's within your portfolio. Here's the raw truth with regards to China. China is the second largest economy in the world and there's no getting away from it. Look, investing is all about taking strategic risks. You either go with the flow or you don't. It's the second largest economy in the world. It's growing much faster than the United States. You have to choose. Look, only a very small minority of Chinese companies are sketch. So it's all about taking calculated risk. Now, I think that most companies within China are quite legit. However, what I believe that most people have issues with is what's going on with regards to the government and the risk of it implementing fines and extra regulations which may restrict Alibaba's growth. There's also the risk that China could ban any relations with the United States. For instance, last year, Alibaba had to pay a $2.8 billion fine. And so the real question is, what are they going to do to Alibaba? So I think that at the moment, in order to understand what the risks really are, you need to kind of take a step back. Think about what's going on. Think about what makes sense from a business standpoint from China, from the government. In my opinion, a delisting would be a really dumb business move from the government's side. It would indicate to the international community that China does not want to do business with any other country. Now, I think it's important to be reminded that investing in Alibaba is not investing in the Chinese government. Those are two separate things. One is a productive company doing business, and the other one is the government. They are two separate entities, and I think that what China is most concerned with this is only speculation, but I believe that it is access to data. And so with that being said, it's in China's best interest to be as dominant as possible on the international floor. Now, with regards to fines and regulations, you got to remember that Alibaba is a $450 billion company. And I don't evaluate the risks of there being any fines worse than what we saw from last year, which was less than $3 billion. That represents less than something like 0.6% of the company that was being risked. Another quick word on the risk of fraud. A lot of people remember what happened to Luckin Coffee. Now, is that going to happen to Alibaba? First of all, the company is a lot larger. And let's also be reminded that China is against fraud as well. And when you're talking about a company with the size of Alibaba, $450 billion isn't nothing. So, a lot goes into that. It's a lot more high stakes than if it was just a small company. So here are my final thoughts on my conclusion with regards to Alibaba. Let's start with a few negative things. First of all, we have some risk on the United States side surrounding things like sentiment, the risk of Alibaba getting delisted. Also the fact that you don't in fact have a direct ownership within Alibaba when you buy the stock. Now with that being said, a delisting and a dismantling of the ADR that's a colossal task to be done. Dismantling this kind of thing is definitely not going to be taken lightly. It's also very unlikely to happen, in my opinion. Then moving on, we have some risks on the China side. Fines and regulation. The government could potentially try to slow down the growth. But let me just remind you that China is, in fact, for Alibaba. They want to be a dominant country within the entire world. They actually benefit from doing business with the United States. So those are some things to take into consideration. Now, something I didn't talk about yet with regards to the most recent quarter, we saw a slight decrease in net income and in adjusted EBITDA and free cash flow. That was concerning to some people, but not to me, particularly because 
this decrease can be attributed to temporary expenses. Now remember that I said they had a $2.8 billion fine. Half of that fine was settled in quarter two, and that is only a temporary expense. That's why I'm not worried about the numbers which were looking slightly less good in this quarter. But overall, the business is very still healthy. Alibaba has increasing estimates for its revenue in the future. The fundamentals keep on improving quarter over quarter over quarter, year over year, but yet the stock price keeps going down. And the reason why I like my investment in Alibaba is also because it gives me exposure to the Chinese economy. That's a good thing. I like investing when there's a lot of fear. And in my opinion, I don't think that this fear is going to last very long. China is in fact expected to surpass the United States in terms of GDP. Their middle class is growing super fast. I don't think that this FUD is going to last forever. And investing is all about risk to reward. And if you want to do well in your investments, you need to be forward looking. You need to look past all of this fear that's going on in the moment. The next 12 months could potentially be rough. I don't know what's going to happen, but can I imagine a scenario in the next 10 years where Alibaba is not going to be significantly larger than what it is today? No, the company is killing it. They're growing at a much faster pace than Amazon. They're much more profitable than Amazon. Who knows, maybe within the next 10, 20 years, Alibaba could even surpass Amazon. That is not something that people are even thinking to consider, but it's something that can happen. And if that happens, you bet we're going to be in for some of the most crazy gains within the next decade to come. So that being said, it's all about risk to reward. My Alibaba position is not very large. I think it's something like less than 4% of my portfolio. I treat this as a more quote unquote speculative investment. But I think that despite all of the risks surrounding China, the government, them potentially slowing down Alibaba's growth, I think that Alibaba is still going to grow. The beast has already been unleashed. And I don't see over the long term, of course, what's going to stop it from making a killing. I think that the potential upside is much, much greater than the risk in my opinion. With that being said, I really hope that you enjoyed the video. If you did, please consider checking out the private stock group below. Also drop a like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. I'll see you in the next one. Peace.